You're listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. Learn how you You. can build a diverse and sustainable income online from two brothers who actually do it. Now, here are your hosts, Mike and Joe. What's going on, everyone? Joe and Mike back again, buildassetsonline.com. Mike is banging his microphone all over his desk, so hope you guys enjoy that. In other news, well, <laughs> in other news, welcome to the stream. Today we're going to be covering the top five worst high-ticket dropshipping products that you could possibly pick if you are getting into high-ticket dropshipping. And Mike, I hear a little bit of an echo. What's what's going on with that? You know, you're never. Um... Echo? I do things the same every time. Okay. Well, and uh, here we are. Well, maybe maybe the live chat let us know if there's an echo. Nope. There's, a, there's another bang. <laughs> Don't worry. About- <laughs> Don't there, worry about that. There's another one. Hold on. Um, let me just confirm my yeah. microphone settings. Mikey Audio in the house. That's the new nickname. Mikey Audio. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't see any issues. So people can let us know if there's echo. If there's uh no echo, but Joe, you know people people like to say the uh. The acronym uh, "goat" a lot, yeah, right. But I think an often overlooked uh, counter wo- counter to the to the goat is the woat. I agree. So today we're going to be talking about the woats. In order to get to the shipping. yeah, in order to get to the goats, you got to go through some of the woats. And we've been there. Yeah, we've done the woat. You know, we've seen we've seen it all. What we else have seen it all? What else is there to say? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, people will have some disagreements with us, but probably not because if someone is selling these products successfully, then I don't think they're going to chime in and uh, have much to say. They'll probably be be happy that we're uh, poo-pooing on some of these products. So Yeah, and I think with, you know. with these, I mean, me and you maybe will have some disagreements on some of them, but I feel like this list is a culmination of stuff that we've seen people talk about, people want to go after. But we just haven't seen too much uh, success with it. Agreed. And yeah, it's not to say that you can't do it. So, you know, I know we talk a lot, Joe, about this type of thing and, you know, how any any niche is really viable. And so we'll get into this just because it, we talk about we talk bad about a particular product doesn't mean that a whole niche is not viable. So we'll get into that, uh, how to distinguish between the two. And yeah, maybe we'll have some disagreements. Maybe we'll pull up a day king again. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's uh, get started. Let's go. Aaron to... says it sounds fine. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, if he says it, I guess we're good. I'm about to start banging on things. Let's go. All right. Let's go to the videotape. Um, so the first one we have here, and I think this one will be agreed across the board is baby products. I searched for baby crib. Um, this stuff came up, you know, but yeah, $79 crib from Ikea, $119 crib from Walmart, 231, uh, price crib from Wayfair. I feel that baby products are simply just not expensive enough. And that includes cribs, strollers, dressers, whatever you want to talk about. It's just not, are you showing anything on the stream? Yes. About this. Okay. I just, it'll, I don't see. It'll, okay, it'll there we okay. go. Yeah, so 
I mean, my concern with baby products is not the price point because I do think that high price points are uh, are somewhere to be found for these. I mean, there must be, right? Like, I don't know. Will, people will not, you know, bargain down when it comes to their baby. So there, there must be some sort of premium products that exist. My concern is kind of a, along the same line of thinking, though, in that there are a lot of more trust issues to jump through, a lot more standards to go through. And I don't think you want to be, you know, on the uh, on the receiving end of selling, say, a crib. It comes damaged or it's screwed up. You know, now you got an issue talking to this mother. The baby has an issue because of this product you sent. I think it's a customer service nightmare willing to happen. Yeah. Actually, uh, the other thing with, with these types of products is, believe it or not, so I was just doing a little bit more research here on the side here. So I searched for Nuna Stroller, which is like a pretty expensive stroller. Um, it's it's a decent decent price point, but it's not like the, the cheapest. It's not like the I'm see I'm seeing some other strollers for like seven thousand dollars. The Nunas are like you know maybe six to eight hundred or something like that. Um, some of the bundles with with you have the stroller and the car seat. Let me actually um pull this up on screen because because the, there is actually some stuff I want to talk about here, and I do want to talk about if you do want to do this niche. Um, I think we could talk about how you could do it. So I, I want to spend a little bit of time on this one, if that's uh, if that's all right. Hold on a sec. I got nothing else to do. Let me just paste this. Okay. So like, I typed in Nuna stroller here. Um, you can see there's this one that is seven seven seventy from Dior.com, which is not a Nuna stroller, but it's a it's a stroller that comes with a bassinet, and I guess it's probably got like multiple hookups, but. Some of the Nuna strollers are $800, and then there's like a Nuna bundle here from Strolleria, which is $1,300. Um, but I think you could sell this stuff, but I don't think it's easy necessarily to get in with these suppliers. Like you said, I don't think it's only the the trust issues between the the, the parents and the uh, the buyers, but also a trust issue between the suppliers and and you if you're first getting started because if we just go to this let me just google stroll hold on a second let me let me pull it up in another screen here and then i can uh, paste it over so this brand strolleria i know when i was looking for a stroller they were actually like a really big um like they have a lot of tutorials on their youtube channel and let me just pull up their youtube channel real quick and then i'll come back to this well, yeah, that was going to be my other point, Joe, is, yeah, you got to think that a supplier is aware of the, the way that this market works, and they're going to be even more defensive over who they let in to, to sell their products. Because, I mean, who knows how much of this industry is word of mouth, right? So the customer experience here for these types of products is is everything. So they can't let, you know, some schmuck come in and uh, fulfill an order poorly or provide a bad experience and now that can really have an effect on uh their their grip on the market yeah and so what i what i was trying to show with this channel is like these i'll open up one of their videos real quick these strollers are actually pretty complicated like it's not that obvious like how to use them they have like all different like, things they fold in different ways 
And so if you want to execute, if you ever want to execute this niche correctly, I think you need to have the level of resources um, that, that a channel like Strolleria has, a company like Strolleria. And they've obviously been in the stroller game for a long time. You can see on the video, if you're able to watch this woman, she's showing a jogger stroller now. She's like adjusting all sorts of things. She's showing the flaps, you know, and then I feel like this is the type of demonstration that you have to come strong with if you want to be successful in this, in this industry. Because again, like you said, Mike, parents are going to be doing a lot of heavy research when they buy this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think um, this is really the only product we have here that I would say just avoid this entire industry and avoid, avoid this entire niche. Usually yeah. it's like, okay, you know, if you're going to sell cribs, maybe just avoid this supplier because the supplier sucks, has too many competitors and, but there's other suppliers mm -hmm. or maybe avoid cribs because you know, there's too much risk of damage. And so you'd, you'd avoid a particular product type, but with this, with the baby industry as a whole, I would say just don't even bother with it because it's just, there's so many other things you could do that will be easier, um, less of a headache, less of a risk of a headache. And yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of fish in the sea. There's a lot of niches in the sea. So just uh, let's keep fishing, right? But I do want to say this. I want to say, like we say with everything, if this is something you're passionate about for some reason, you can do it, but it's not going to be easy. Well, and this is the level you're going to have to execute on. And well, if you're that if you're that passionate about it, I think the way that you have you you would have to execute this would be to go the the info route first, the content route. Yeah. So if you can create some sort of, um, yeah, like a like a blog site that is generating traffic, it's generating authority, then that's really the only way you'll be able to get in with these brands is to show them, hey, I've been you know, I'm already kind of well well established in the niche, and um, yeah. Just, just from there, that's probably or or I would say or it. I would say you need to have a brick and mortar location for this, and then yeah. you get into it yeah. that way. But I think, well, I know that the strategies that we teach and the strategies that we use will work for this industry. I think it would work extremely, extremely well, just because of all the brands out there. You know, people are comparing the different brands, are comparing the Nuna versus the Nuna Pippa RX. And all that kind of stuff. So our strategies You're talking about like our SEO strategies. Our SEO strategies, our ad strategies are actually perfect, perfect for this industry. This is that the industry itself can be complicated unless you're doing all the things that we're talking about. Yeah. And so I mean there's really no harm to having a content site for this because the worst thing that happens is that, you know, it works, you can't get in with the suppliers, and so you're just, you know, you're doing affiliate, you're doing ads, whatever. But yeah, I mean there's a there's so much that you can uh, like sell to this type of demographic that it's uh it's something that if you crack into it, it could be, it could be one of the goats, but yeah. for the majority of people, it's a woe. One other thing I want to add before we move on, I feel, uh, did I say this already? A content site, but I feel you, a YouTube channel would also serve you very well in this industry yes. if you can do demonstrations. So yeah, if you really want to go hard. Just like last week, how we looked at what it takes to execute in a niche. We looked at uh, Bidet King. We looked at BBQ Boys. Um, <laughs> this is what you. Uh, this is what you. Uh, this would be in line with what you need to do. Um, Strolleria, 
check that out if you want to see high level uh, execution. So I think that's always good to point out. Yeah. And um, Joe, do you remember when we went to that conference in San Diego, some guy, uh, it was an e-commerce conference and this guy gave a presentation on how he used like those uh, baby carriers from AliExpress mm-hmm. to generate an email list. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it was, it was a pretty interesting concept, but Basically, he was like, I decided to do this because I know that, you know, if I if I just sell these products at cost, then I have a whole list of this particular type of demographic. And there's so many things I can monetize this audience with in the future. So, yeah, absolutely. That's the type of approach you have to have for this niche. Yeah. And that was that's actually an excellent point. As you were saying that I was thinking about this. If you have an email list like that, you know, you're getting you're getting them on the list when you're when they're buying the carriers. But then the kid's going to be one, the kid's going to be two. Oh, yeah, this could be something that you got for years and years and years to come. So, yeah, I didn't even think about like – he did say that, but I didn't wasn't thinking about the full scope of what it could mean with all the you know, years down the line as the kid grows or whatever. means a lot. All right, let's move on. All right. Next thing we got, desks. Uh, <laughs> now, we've sold some desks before, haven't we, Mike? We have. And so why why would we put why would we put this on this list when we've sold desks we've been very you know pretty successful selling desks actually why why is this on the list I don't get it you suggested it so I would say as a whole um, it's one of the most competitive industries you could be in as I'm watching you eat, eat these strawberries and, and, and spit them out uh, <laughs> it's one of the most competitive industries you could be in. On top of that, there's so many suppliers that exist, but I feel like the product quality you're going to run into is going to be not good. And so you're going to have a lot of potential damage issues that could occur. So it's the it's the um, the two factors of heavy competition and something that you're selling that's typically like all wood and large that's going to result in, in headaches. Not to say that you can make money in this industry, you can, but I think it is one of the hardest industries to to break into and to be successful with. And let me ask you this, Mike, did you feel when we were selling desks that it got more competitive over the life cycle of when we were doing it? Or was it like always the same? It was always competitive and maybe it got a little bit more competitive, but there was not a, it wasn't like we got into it and it was, you know, underground or something. It was um, it was always bad relative to other things that we could have done, and so it, that's something we didn't realize until we started making other stores. So it was uh, you know, we were futzing around with these ads, trying to figure out what was going wrong, and meanwhile, it's because you know the clicks were so expensive. Um, there was a lot of hoops to jump through, and yeah, we 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 saw that you know after making a couple more stores, like how easy it can be. <clears throat> yeah, I remember I said we made one of our stores down the line after this one. I was like, "Wow, this is so. This is what a drop shipping store should be." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's you know not that it didn't work out, but um, that's because we had to go down into a, a specific type of desk. Absolutely. Joe. All right, moving on. These strawberries are so cold. Are they frozen? Yeah, it's a bad decision. Well, is this a mukbang? <laughs> it could be. At my old job, they would say, um, 
when I was a, a food scientist in quotes, the marketing department always said that the freezer was nature's pause button. <laughs> okay. So these were picked right. at these were picked at the peak of freshness and then frozen. Another defrosted and soggy. No, it's like a it's like an ice pop. It's one of my favorite snacks. But uh, anyway, I just don't catch a brain freeze <laughs> on camera. Yeah, you don't like cold things, right? You're like a no ice guy. Like you don't even drink stuff. Oh, I hate ice. Get out of here. I hate ice. Put ice makers is one of the the worst products you can make. Worst products you could sell. That is that is a pretty bad one, isn't it? We should have added that one. Well, sorry. All right, so we got safes. Now, this is one where I feel it really depends on the type of safe you're selling. Um, but why don't you? You're the one that added this one. What's 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 your problem with safes? Um, too industrialized and too heavy. So by too industrialized, I mean it's one of those products where it's like a really old industry, and so it's stuck in this particular uh, way of being that. The majority of sellers are getting these products in. They're doing like a larger volume type of uh, situation. A lot of them don't have map. So you, you what you have is, is bad margins at the end of the day. And then you have to couple that with how much it's going to cost to ship a really expensive metal box. Mm -hmm. And depending on the quality of the safe, um, you know, if you get if it gets a dent in it or something, then you have to worry about shipping it back. Now, what about some? So, of, what about some of these really expensive gun safes? Like, there's some for thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, this is this is, I'd say, less bad, less woat than, say, the baby industry, mm -hmm. say, a baby crib, or say, a desk, because you can find suppliers. I'm sure they exist that are more futuristic with their uh, their structure, meaning they allow for drop shippers. They have good margins. Maybe they have shipping built into the particular map so that you know their their resellers will make money and so if you can get find that and they have good uh you know not, not a lot of competition then yeah you could do really really well but the the product type as a whole is one of those things that are like i said too industrial and really expensive to ship so when you combine those two it's it's a recipe for uh a headache all right as i finish this strawberry that's the last one. Um, damn it. <laughs> one of the things that I always wanted to try was panic rooms. We never yeah. actually tried it, but I always thought that was an interesting thing because – let me let me look at this actually. Let me pull this up. Panic room. And again, it's not, it's not to say that you can't sell safes. We've sold them in the past, but I just don't think it was, it was uh, the most fruitful the most fruitful thing you could be doing. Yeah. Well, I want to find a panic room safe because I feel like these always were very interesting to me. All right, let me, let me find, let me pull this up. Here. So we have this, like, you see this, um, burglar and fire resistant in-swing vault door for like $6,000. That always was interesting to me because, I mean, certainly you have super wealthy people have that kind of stuff probably in their house. You know, they want to buy a vault door like this. So I feel like that could be something interesting to look into, to explore the uh, that industry a little bit more. Sure. All right. Moving on. <laughs> mattresses. Mattresses are bad. Like, I feel like mattresses, out of this whole list, mattresses are probably the worst, the worst offender. And, and for so many reasons. Um, 
first of all, I feel like most mattresses, like most mattress companies do their own marketing unless it's like sold. It's either a mattress company does their own marketing and selling most of the time, or it's sold through like a, a retailer like Bob's who does the marketing for them. But actually now Bob's has their own like Bobopedic, uh, you know, super sleeper or something like that. Or like, like yeah, I, on that note though, I'm looking on, uh, I'm looking on Wayfair. Mm-hmm. Cause I figured, you know, you have like all those new, new age mattresses, like the Casper and the, uh, Sattva, you know, all the ones that sponsor podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff. So, um, Wayfair would have kind of the more generic types that may have some, uh, some type of volume and you could get into them. But Wayfair now also has, uh, the Wayfair sleep trademarked brand. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I want to see if I could find one here. Wayfair also like low key owns a lot of stuff. The mattress, the mattress now. industry is just too, is too ridiculous to get into. So like uh, we bought one of those online ones for a, like a while back. I, I don't know, remember which one it was. It might've been like the Casper or something. I can't, I can't remember, but anyway, we, we ended up, we ended up hating it. And so they have like a 60 day, like sleep trial or whatever. So we, we called them and we're like, we don't like this mattress. Like, can we get our money back? How do we ship it back? And basically they don't take the mattresses back. They just say, oh, get rid of it. And we give you your money back or they have someone come pick it up or something. So I remember what happened was someone came to pick it up and, uh, we were just like, all right, well, we don't like this, but maybe if we, t- <laughs> like, I think they just left it at the house. They never even picked it up. Like it was, just, yeah. it's just this whole, th- th- there's such big margins on mattresses and they're, they're marked up so ridiculously. And you could tell, cause mattresses are all about marketing. Like that's, that's all yeah. it is. And so the industry is just, that's, it's just a, like a situation where you have these companies with huge marketing budgets, huge margins on their products giving ridiculous guarantees. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fully understand it, but it's something like that. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Cause I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I mean, I what know. is it? It's just foam, like some springs. Like what is a mattress? It's gotta be really cheap yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's scale, you know, some of these mattresses are thousands of dollars, but they can't cost more than a couple hundred bucks to make. Yeah. So, and it's something that, yeah, everyone has it in one or multiple rooms of their house. So yeah, you got to think about the audience size of this particular industry. And so, yeah, you have to really make things as uh, as easy as possible because yeah, you want customers to come back. You want people to recommend you. And so this is a heavy word of mouth industry. It's a heavy influencer industry now. And so, yeah, you got to do, you got to, you got to do a lot of weird things here that, uh, you wouldn't normally do, but it's almost like cars in, in the sense where the advertise, like everyone's not everyone, but a lot of people are going to get a car at some point. So there's advertisements yeah. for cars everywhere. And I feel like mattresses are like the same way because it's one of those things that everyone has the advertising for it is ridiculous. The whole, the whole thing is ridiculous. So don't do mattresses. What, you know, Joe, I am browsing around trying to find a dro- uh, dropshipping mattress store and I'm not finding anything. So, but and on top of that, I cannot, everything I'm searching, Purple, Nectar, Raymore and Flanagan, Serta, they come up every single time in the shopping results. So I cannot even imagine the budgets that are going into um, these types of searches in these industries. 
So I, I, I don't know. And you would imagine like, I... like once someone buys a mattress, like there's not really, oh, I'm trying to think what if just for the education of our, of our listeners, when, when companies are usually spending this much in advertising, they're usually doing it at cost or losing money to sell people on the back end. Like the example we give is like staples.com, something like pencils or something. And they'll like, at like, there's no way they're profitably advertising for, for pencils because pencils are so cheap, but they're doing it to get the email subscribers. They can sell to them later. But with mattresses, I'm trying to think like, what else are they selling people down the line that makes it worth it to advertise this heavy? Like, I guess just more mattresses, because if you have a really good mattress, then yeah, people have one or multiple in their house. And so whenever they need more then uh, <clears throat> I don't know, but I, I think it's mostly about the word of mouth type thing as well. So, okay. You, you want to, you want to be everywhere. You want to be a name brand. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we, we started talking about mattresses automatically. We went to Casper, um, Sotfo, like all these ones with heavy, heavy marketing. And so, you know, you think, Oh, I need a mattress, which is going to happen to everyone at some point in their life. Like, it's the, it's the buyer funnel, Joe, right? Like there, people should already be aware of your brand and that, that way it'll probably lead to sales down the line. Yeah. All it's right. like Coke. Like they're not, they're not producing ROI on a, <laughs> like an advertising campaign. You know, it's just about mass impressions and just, it's a mass psychological operation, Joe. Yeah. That one I never, I, I don't really understand that one. Like with, with the Coke or like, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to like associate their brand with like, oh, life is great. Or like, you know, I'm an NBA star and I love Sprite, but like, I don't understand how that makes you want a Sprite or like want a Coke. Like, like when you're sitting in like a, like a restaurant or something like, you know what? Like LeBron James was drinking that Sprite. I'm going to have a Sprite. It's not, I think it's way more uh, primal than that. It, you're, you're thinking about it, you know, frontal lobe type thing. Yeah. But do you think they're, they're... It's by, it's bypassing the frontal lobe is right. It's right in the reptilian center of the brain. You know, you have a Coke. Think about the, the dopamine hit from that, that sugar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They're, they're hitting you at all cylinders. You got the sugar rush. You got in, in your head psychologically, you know, LeBron's drinking the Coke. You got the status. It's yeah. all everywhere you see, you see the Coke symbol. Yeah. So it's just, and that's, this is why we're talking about it. We're not talking about a, a different brand. We could we could talk about Pepsi, but there's really only two. There's, someone has to go for it at that level. Yeah. So you right? think restaurants so they want they want to stock Coke, right? It's like a beverage industry thing, not just a or grocery, not just a direct to consumer. Yeah. So you think they're just implanting LeBron like right back into my lizard brain, basically, along with all the other they're stuff. Implanting status. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't I know. totally forgot what we were uh, were doing there. But before we move on, I want to say, don't sell mattresses. But there's plenty of other things that are accessory to mattresses that you could sell, like maybe bed frames, maybe nightstands, maybe uh, mirrors for the bed bedroom vanities. Maybe rugs right. under the mattresses. Rugs, yeah. Ceiling fans, perhaps. <laughs> so the list goes on and on there, but. Yeah, just uh, avoid that one particular problem. Have you, so have, you itself is good. have you seen the ceiling fan in my room? Let me, uh, I want to look something up. Have you seen the ceiling fan in my room? No, oh, maybe. Man. It's like, it's like so small, but it makes like such a, it creates a lot of wind. It's crazy. So there's a lot of interesting, 
a lot of interesting ceiling fans out there. Yeah, um, my room doesn't have a ceiling fan because I, I live in a basement. But no, yeah. actually, I don't know. For some reason, my uh, well, you're still in mom's basement, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but for some reason, my bedroom is like there's no there's no fan. I got to put a fan in. So yeah, maybe uh, I'll wind up on a, a dropshipping store buying yeah. a fan. They're good, but you wake up with a little bit of a dry throat sometimes. I find. Well, I got the humidifier too. I got the Dyson humidifier. That's what's up. I need one. I'm trying to convince the wife to uh, to get a humidifier, but she's not about it right now. I'm about to just buy one with myself, make an executive yeah. decision. Maybe we'll do it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Entertaining. Drama. Hold on. Enter- How many? We, okay. So we did. Sorry. So we did baby stuff as a whole. Don't do it. We did desks. Yeah. It's just hard to get into. You could you could do it, but it's going to suck. Yeah. We did safes. You could do it, but it might suck. You might make no money. Yeah. Mattresses. Don't do just it. Just don't do it. You could do other things in the industry. So we got one more. I think mattresses could be good for aff- – like I feel like the affiliate mattress space, if you make a YouTube channel and actually order the mattresses, that could be a route. Well, Maybe. Joe, I, I have to say when I search these mattresses, like I said – Purple, Nectar, all these brands are in the shopping ads, but what's in the text ads is all affiliate. Oh, what is it like those sites like Chicago? Mattressverdict.com, consumermattressguide.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt that. Yeah, it's a heavy affiliate industry also, like top five mattresses.com. Yeah, Joe, actually, I think like on – I think I was looking on like Skim Links or something – a while back and you see these offers for mattresses like the the percentages that they're giving out and it's pretty uh off the chain yeah yeah maybe we could, could be could be a route you could go could go down yeah i mean i would be interested to maybe we should do, i would be interested to do a case study to just see like uh if you I, I'm, i've always been interested in affiliate niches that you could advertise for prof, profitably we've never really broken into that we've talked about it but we've never actually taken it to its full potential people do it i mean i almost feel like i would have to take a course on it like i feel like i have a a framework of how to do it but there's a lot of details but it is it is something that's interesting to me yeah all right moving on this last one we have fireplaces i feel like a lot of people go for fireplaces as one of their go-tos and i think it's one of those ones that eh, it's okay if whoops if you go for the right one so you don't want to go for one of these $269 gas fireplaces from Home Depot, but I am seeing some of these interesting like wood burning ones. I didn't even know these existed. Like it's, it comes with like a, a shoot, I guess it, it, I don't know exactly how it installs, but there's some interesting wood burning fireplaces and maybe, maybe it comes with a chimney. I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but I, I would stay away from like the generic gas, the generic or not the gas, like the generic electric fireplace. I think those are everywhere. Yeah, I think this this would include fire pits as well. Yeah, yeah, it could include I think fire pits. Fire pits and fireplaces are some of the most common things people try to do. And so this fifth one is kind of a caveat, caveat, however you say it, because on one hand, it's like the other the other ones that we showed, the majority of people don't try to drop ship. This one people like everyone tries to drop ship. And so Honestly, I, you know what? On top of this, Joe, I would say trampolines would be the other one that's like the most common thing people try and drop ship. 
that's like you search it and every single site is is a drop tripper um hmm. so it's similar with this so it's not that you can't do it but i think um someone would really need to be implementing our our uh niche rabbit hole strategies to find ones that not a lot of people are selling have good price points have low competition but just as a as a generic whole it's something that everyone tries to do yeah yeah all right well that's the that's the list there you have it 37 minutes in um all right take it easy <laughs> no well i guess to wrap things up go to buildassetsonline.com slash playbook take the free web class this is actually probably going away pretty soon. So, you know, if it's something you're interested in, then I would uh, check it out now because the prices that you're going to get on today's web class on all of our stuff is most likely going to be increasing. So I'm not going to go into a whole spiel, but that's what the situation is. Once Joe gets a price increase into his head, he can't be stopped. <laughs> yeah, let's go to some of the chats. Um... Dan Z said, boom, bow. Dan M said, legends in the room. Aaron, sounds fine. Golden Peak TR said, crossing my fingers, I'm not selling any of these. Jamal said, I know, right. Aaron said, my girlfriend started a baby store and realized the same problem. LOL, low product price. The good brands are too difficult to get into. Exactly. So it's not that you can't make sales. I've seen people make sales in the baby niche, but it just is, uh, I don't know. Why bother? I think it's a good industry if you can break if you can break into it, but there's a lot of barriers to break into it. And so be prepared to have a brick and mortar location or a faux brick and mortar location. Be prepared to order inventory. Be prepared to make videos. And then maybe you could drop ship. But there's a lot of hoops to jump through. But I think we showed you on this stream how you could get into that industry if you wanted to. It's not impossible and, and it could be good, but for a beginner, I would I would stay away from it. Yeah. Dan Z said, I know on Amazon, you have to jump through hoops just to be able to sell baby products. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that I don't like to order like consumables from Amazon. As a matter of fact, like I really don't do it ever. I think I ordered some like uh, vanilla beans from there the other day, but like I couldn't really find them anywhere else. But uh, yeah, I hate ordering consumables from Amazon. But when I was selling on Amazon in FBA, like doing retail arbitrage, it was like a free for all. You could sell whatever. There was very few product gating. I would sell stuff in baby, like from like the clearance section. Like it was crazy. I think I weren't there. I thought there was some restricted stuff back in the day. Cause I remember us talking about it. Like you had access to a bunch of different, um, gated categories. Well, when I started, like when I started, like, like the only restricted thing I couldn't really sell was like shoes or clothing. But now it's like, you get restricted into gross. Like you can't sell grocery. You can't sell baby. They're like, now it's way more restricted. Mm. but are you grandfathered in i don't know i haven't looked at my account in years probably it's fired up maybe one day let's do an arbitrage blog <laughs> no i do want to do I, I do miss the fba feel like not the feeling but like i guess for some reason like when we, when i refresh our shopify thing it's not the same as when i ref as when i was refreshing the fba thing even though the shopify number is way bigger for some reason the... oh yeah it's not the same it's not the same like kindle no you know no it's like refreshing all day yeah because it's just it's like i don't know it's because you're not doing anything what the sale is done and you're paid yeah like you know it's money coming it's just yeah 
No, no, nothing else you got to do. You just keep refreshing and you just watch the money pile up. Yeah, obviously it comes with its own set of very big risks with Amazon, but not, you know, there was also some fun to it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very addicting. Um, but now I do that with the ClickBank thing, which is cool. Oh, nice. Nice. I don't have anything I can refresh all day. Um, yeah, Golden said he almost tried safes. He said, I think usually specialty mattresses, not regular ones. Yeah, with, with the specialty mattresses, those are the people that are doing a lot of B2C. Um, sorry, not B2C, D2C, direct-to-consumer, like Purple, Nectar, Sattva. So the other ones are usually kind of cheaper, and you have stores like uh, like Bob's. Well, Bob's Discount Furniture, Joe. I don't, I don't know if people know that. Bob's Discount Furniture is like a New York type thing. But you have all these discount stores that sell mattresses, Wayfair, et cetera. But it's just going to be uh, hyper-competitive and, and shitty. Uh, Alki... Sorry if I if I mispronounce your name, Alki said. I'm convinced that most high ticket niches are fine if they're not too saturated. Well, yes, of course, every high ticket niche is fine if it's not saturated. But the I would say I would I would stop your your sentence before the if. I'm convinced that most high ticket niches are fine because <laughs> you have different suppliers. Like you can make anything work. You know when we were selling desks, even though we have it here as as a woat. It was, we made it work. We sold the store. We made money off, you know, we made a nice chunk of change on it, but um, yeah, it just, it just wasn't the best. And it was, uh, you know, a lot more hard work. Uh, 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 Golden said to Alki, I think you're right. I'm however finding that I'm having to branch out a bit and include different types of products. And so this is just a, a key point of what we teach is yeah, don't, don't do just, you know, onlydesks.com. You got to, if you're selling desks, I mean, there's other things you could be adding to that type of site that would make sense. You know, executive chairs, uh, expensive pens, right? Like filing cabinets. I don't know. The list goes on and on and on. So yeah, that's uh, a very important point and something that we, uh, we shout from the rooftops every video in our course etc. And hopefully, hopefully people get the message. Uh, said bed frames are good. I thought about getting into bed frames. Sell the thing that complements the thing. Uh, Daniel said, what software do you guys use to update inventory consistently? We don't. We I'd don't. Say the best software is a, is a, a human being or uh, skew grid if you really want to do it. But these days, so many suppliers each have different forms of updating inventory and uh, I don't know. Skew grid is the answer, but I don't think it's something that people have to worry about too much unless it's like a really, really large brand with like thousands of products and they're, they're like giving you new inventory consistently, at least weekly. Otherwise you're going to screw yourself over because you're not going to be able to keep up with it or it's going to take up too much time for what it's worth. JC said, I'm not enrolled in your course, but can you give me the best tip to find low competition suppliers that allow drop shipping? What do you have to say, Joe? Uh, I feel like we have a bunch of example videos on YouTube. Look at the uh, description of this video. We definitely have a bunch of videos where we cover different products. We give our opinions on them. So that's, that's the best place I would start. And it's not always about finding the lowest, lowest competition. I mean, so how do you find low competition suppliers? You have to contact them. 
That's the only way you're going to find them. But yeah, I feel like if you watch, I don't know if they allow dropshipping, you have to you have to contact them. Yeah, but I feel like if you watch some of our other videos on products, maybe that can give you some good places to start. I think there's a bunch of them in this description. You know, Joe, I missed the phone bug. <laughs> yeah, I missed a lot with a dropship phone bug. <laughs> don't people sell that the dropship directories and things like that? Yeah, but like a literal one, like a huge one. Yeah, maybe we should include that as part of our package. We send out like a a big phone book. <laughs> That'd be like the real, uh, I don't know, it's like a course you buy in like the 90s or something. Yeah, DVD, like the DVD package. That would that must have been cool. I got to say, that experience must have been something else. Like when you order like, a, like the DVDs and it comes in a thing and you got to push it into yeah. the, the DVD player. I mean, yeah, Land Academy was doing that in like 2015. Oh, Yeah. They gave you the DVDs, like a binder of all the course materials, like written out. But you know, they're they're boomers, so <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know why they're doing it in 2015, but yeah, that's all I gotta say, Joe. Yeah, that's all I got too. I got no more talking, as they say. Yeah. All right. Well, how were the strawberries? Good. Very refreshing. One of my favorite snacks: it's frozen strawberries. Nice. That's why I, say, I always say I want to start a strawberry farm. Start it. I want to. Start it. <clears throat> what do you need? You know, Joe, New Jersey is uh, – you know that's where um, like ocean spray is? The cranberries? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Like, like deep south Jersey, I was driving through there uh, like a couple months ago. Yeah. And it's like you, you, you find yourself in all these like cranberry fields, but it's all water. It's like, it is how like the commercials are. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's pretty cool, actually. So there's certainly uh, other berries being grown. You yeah. have blueberries. Ham Hamilton, New Jersey, I believe, is the capital of blueberries of the world. Really? So you're in the right area. Just need a couple bushes and a dream. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, on that note, let's wrap it up before our uh, views tank. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you uh, got something out of the, the top five votes of high-ticket dropshipping. And, yeah. Um, if you want more information, more knowledge, you go to buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. That's our free web class. It's being taken down soon. And uh, when it goes back up, the, the price is going up. So that's what Joe says. So thank you guys. Buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. And as always, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Build Assets Online podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on whatever platform you might be listening from. And if you're ready to learn how to build your own online business portfolio, start now by visiting buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. We'll see you in the next episode.